Welcome to the Ascend Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. Each week we delve deep with some of the brightest and most forward-thinking, out-of-the-box minds in health, consciousness, mindset, and spirituality. This show inspires our listeners to improve their body and mind, and our intention is to fuse and unlock the conscious warrior and shift the balance in the current paradigm. Everything we see and perceive and believe is just an illusion. Maybe every, this is what the sense of God, that every building, every tree, every cloud, and every blade of grass maybe just be an illusion in our own minds. How maybe even you or I might just be an illusion of your mind and you might just be an illusion of my mind. But what honestly is here is more beautiful than believe I can ever think of in my own mind. You know when you were talking through your dream and how many different realities and levels there are? Well, if you just think of that in the, in the process of your imagination going into the depths of your mind, into your imagination, that's incredible what you can think of. But when you really be awake, this will take you through so many different levels of the game. Like you can feel the blade of grass under your feet. You can touch it, you can smell it, you can just pick it up and you can feel the moisture from the air in it. You can look up and you can see the sky will take you to a different reality. What would happen if I just told Dan, I'm just dreaming you right now. And then I started flying around the room. Hey, what is up everyone? In this episode of the Send Podcast, we're going to be doing something a little bit different today. So... A few nights ago, I had my first encounterable lucid dream. And as you guys know, normally we have a guest on the podcast. And next week, that will definitely be the case again. But I just had to tell my incredible, powerful dream journey I had. So the most part of this, it's going to be me re-encountering my story of a dream experience I had. And Chris will jump in at certain times if things get a bit crazy. Then towards the end of this podcast, we just play about with a few different questions. Before we jump off this podcast, I just also wanted to mention that we are currently working on a very powerful little video and three podcast episodes about the past, now and the future. And we have an amazing treat for you guys with the guests that's going to be featured in each episode. And these guests are certainly some of our most requested guests that you guys want to see back onto our podcast again so keep an eye out for that in the future so anyway here's my story of my dream right dan i know ever since the robert wagner episode that you've been trying a lucid dream and the other night you actually had a bit of success and actually encountered your first lucid dream so i think this is an incredible story ladies and gentlemen i think everyone's gonna to love to hear it so dan let's start off and tell them about your lucid dream so just just let's build it up now to, for it to fall down <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um so anyway i'll describe my journey of me first lucid dream it's definitely a journey and uh like i said to you as well i really need to say it because i just can't get it out of my mind and the funny thing is is actually I had to go to the woods on the day after to go and clear my mind because I actually got quite a scare from it. So anyway, 
I just want to say as well, if anyone's not familiar who is listening to this, who's not familiar with Lucid Dreaming, I'd also like to just guide them to our two episodes that we did with Robert Wagner. One, The first one's called It's Just a Dream, and the second one, The Bridge Between Two Worlds, because I think that's a good starting point for someone if yeah. they want to... They really help you break down. You really help you break down the understanding of dreams, uh, not just like lucid dreams, but obviously in dreams in general and like how they do play a part in who we are. Definitely, and for me, it, for the dream world, and I'm not going to get into this again, but it's it's certainly a world that I've definitely found out now for this lucid dream that it's a world unexplored. Yeah. It's like an unmappable world, but we'll get into that later on anyway. So anyway, I'll just describe my story. So anyway. And this could be a bit of a long one. <laughs> so anyway, like I said before, I've, I have, I am someone who's, who does dream a lot. And um, I actually thought that I'd actually controlled my dreams before. And until this time, until I actually did really lucid dream, I actually realised realized that I've never ever controlled my dreams before. Maybe I have, but I haven't remembered it like I have this time. Yeah. So anyway... <clears throat> What I can remember is the dream is I'd been dreaming all night. I was aware of that, but it wasn't dreaming like to this extent. So anyway, in the dream I can remember, all of a sudden, looking down at my hands, and it was like I was using my hands as a psychological trigger. That's the only way I can explain it as, to realise I was in the dream. So anyway, I woke up, that's what I like to call it, I really woke up within the dream. <laughs> And I woke up on this, like, it was like a white beach and had, like, bright blue sea, bright blue sky. And it was really weird because it was it was like a city in the future. And I was thinking maybe it was on Earth. Maybe it wasn't, but maybe it was in a completely different universe. I mean, who knows? But the only understanding that I got from the dream was that it was in, like, a futuristic city. And that's the only way I can describe it in my mind. And... My understanding as well, it was maybe me thinking at the time was that it was a city that was maybe five years time, 10 years time, 15 years time, 20 years time. That's the way it felt. And obviously that's depending on how fast, like if it is on earth, that's depending on how fast our like technological advances do advance in the future. Yeah. It's obviously depending on that. But what I could see in the distance was all these like futuristic buildings. What they look like? They were like big skyscrapers. But you, I could tell they were so futuristic. Like, they weren't the skyscrapers that we have now. No. Oh. It's, hard, it's hard to explain, but that's the only way I can describe it, really, is that there's, there, there were definitely more future, they were more advanced than the skyscrapers that we have now and the buildings that we have now. So anyway, and I want to go back as well to talk about the switch in the dream because the reason why I'm calling it a switch in the dream is because that second where I actually realised like it was like sort of a waking up process where I used to have my hands as a psychological trigger that switch in my mind was it was like um, it was like this big switch where I was like I got sucked into this reality where it was like that's where you're, you're now awake Dan you're now awake you can now explore this world that's what it was like and that's why I wanted to call it the switch for because it felt like the switch in my mind was like switched on Wow. to be aware of the reality and the funny thing is as well actually Robert Wagner talked about in the podcast he said the previous podcast that we had he talked about how if you do get in a lucid dream state you don't want to get excited but the funny thing is, I actually got excited, and I was like, I was jumping up and down in the dream, and I was like, oh, I'm in a lucid dream, what am I going to do, what am I going to do? But the funny thing is, I've actually been, in my mind, I've actually been psychologically preparing myself for this, like, to prepare myself for what I'm going to do if I do actually get into this state where I am in a real dream. Yeah. So I've already prepared what I was going to say to these dream figures and stuff, so I was sort of already ready for this, which was, which was good. 
So anyway, the first encounter I had within the dream was a black girl and she was walking along the beach and she had like a black top on, black pants and she had like dreadlocks. And um, basically, I literally just straight away, I just like, I just ran up her and I just said, what is the nature of this reality? And um, do you know like the conspiracy stare? You know when like people give you that conspiracy stare? Yeah, like what, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly <laughs> like that, yeah. So basically it was it was literally like that. She gave us this conspiracy stare. And then I was just like, all right, I'll try someone else. So I randomly just like started running around the, this like white beach and randomly just started shouting at anyone, what's a nature's reality? What's a nature's reality? <laughs> and everyone just like give us that conspiracy stare, just stared us like, what the hell are you talking about? What the hell are you doing? But the funny thing is, and the transition from that is, if this was in this reality now, and I actually ran out, ran outside my house, and I just started shouting randomly everyone, what is the nature of reality? What is the nature of reality? You'd get the exact same looks. You'd get the exact same looks. So that's, that's what makes me think, is that's where the difference comes in. Is there's, no, there's not really any difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, after I'd been, after I'd been like shouting... Um, what is the nature of reality to all these different like dream figures um, I see in the corner of my eye I see this it's like a futuristic beach hut on the corner of the of the beach looking onto the beach which was quite interesting at the time as well and it stood out as well in my perception as well um, but anyway I made there was a guy in it as well a guy in the, like this futuristic be- uh, beach hut and I made eye contact with him and he was like a young guy right he was tall he was like mixed race he had black hair and he had like a red t-shirt on and I think he had, I'm sure he had black pants on but I got this sense from him straight away that he knew I was dreaming and that was a weird feeling because everyone else who was on the beach I could tell that they were just they were just doing their thing and they weren't aware that I was out of place and any different but from this guy for some reason I got a sense that he sort of knew that I was either out of place or something was different about us yeah. it was really it was a really surreal feeling and the one of the interesting things as well, I actually got, for some reason, I got this, like, energy through my body in the dream. And it just got a sense, like, like we get a sense about people when you see people on the street as well, just in this reality, that yeah. I felt straight away that he, he's a good soul. He's a good person. That's what I felt from straight away. And it might be the story that I'm going to clarify later on might actually back that up as well, which is quite interesting. So... Then I thought instantly in my head, I've got to fire the question to him. What is the nature of reality? Because maybe he might say something. Maybe he might tell us something. He might tell us something really that's going to scare us. But that's what I was thinking in my head at the time. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I says to him, like, so I fired my question at him and I just said, what is the nature of reality? And the funny thing is, right, he actually like, he paused for a second and he, he was looking around right and left, up and down, all over. And it was like he was actually nervous that I was asking that question. And it seemed to me that he was aware that someone was watching him. And that's, that's a really interesting, scary thing. I thought, anyway, at the this time... This one who was watching him? Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was... Now I'm thinking back of it, I was thinking maybe it was the dream watching him. But with, I don't know, you know what I mean? We don't know... The, we can't even figure out the nature of this reality, so how can I figure out the nature of that reality? You know what I mean? It's mind-boggling. But I'll just tell you a little bit further anyway, so... And I actually, I actually said to him before that as... I actually said to him before that as well... I said before to go back a few steps I forgot forgot to mention this but I actually mentioned him before do you know I'm dreaming and he actually said yes I'm aware you're dreaming and I was just like what does that mean as well he was aware I was dreaming so a lot of people when people lucid dream they talk about how they go up to dream figures 
in dream figures, you go up to a dream figure and you say, do you know I'm dreaming you? And the dream figure will turn around and say, how do you not know I'm dreaming you? But he just turned around and just said, yes, I know you're dreaming. And, and that was another interesting spin as well. <clears throat> so anyway, I asked him the question, to go back again, I asked him the question, what is the nature of reality? And like I said before, he looked so nervous. And like I said, he, he was, it was like someone was watching him. And he just turned around and he just said, the nature of this reality is not what we seem. Wow. And at the time, I, I really didn't have time to process that at the time because... <clears throat> Why that question? Why, what's the nature of this reality? Maybe because that is a question that I've been asking about this reality. What is the nature of this reality? Mm-hmm. And, and that's obviously, you know, that's gonna be a, that could be a podcast of itself. But that's probably why to answer your question. That is why, because I've been I've been questioning that in my mind all the time. So maybe that's why that transferred into this dream world. Yeah. Which is interesting. So anyway, when he when he did when he said that, like the nature of this reality is not what we seem. I didn't really like process it that much in the dream because I thought in my head while I was in the dream, I didn't want to just stand there for too long and waste the time that I had to ask questions to like be thinking of my own thoughts in my mind when I thought when I get back to this reality. I can like try and question that and open that up in my own mind. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, right, what can I ask now? What, what other questions can I ask now? And I was like, right, I'm going to fire another question. And I was just about to fire another question at him. And the dream character turned around and he says, your eyes bleeding? <laughs> Is it? And I just got my left hand, rubbed my left eye, and it was pouring of blood all the way down my top. And I was like, eh. He was like, you're going to have to stop saying, tell, you're going to have to stop asking questions because your eyes are just going to keep bleeding. And at the time, I just thought in my head, I just said to the dream figure, I really don't care if my head explodes. Because <laughs> like, you, you know that's my mentality. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to fire all these questions at you. I don't care. And at that point, it was like weird. It was like the dream knew that I wasn't going to stop asking questions. So the, the dream decided to put a mute on his voice. And I could no longer hear what he was saying. What happened to him? But the thing is, I could hear everyone else around the beach. I could hear the sounds of the wave. I could, I could, I could see the, I could see people talking on the beach. I could hear the birds, but however, I couldn't hear his voice. It was like the dream had muted him. Did he look panicked? Did he he looked very panicked. Panicked. He was looking around constantly, all over, like someone was watching him, all the time. And that was really interesting to me when that concept came up. So at this time, when that happened, something triggered inside my body and I started getting nervous and scared for some reason it was weird it was like maybe the dream put something inside me to make me start getting feeling like triggered something in my body to get me scared again which is quite interesting mm-hmm. so I started getting scared so I just said in my mind I want to get back to the, I want to get back to this like quote unquote normal reality I need to get back right now I've had enough I feel like I've, like I've gained enough and I just basically to be honest with you I just got scared I did get scared in the dream I really yeah, did you do so I just said to myself, right, how am I going to get back to the normal reality? And the only thing I could think of at the time in the dream was to lie on the beach and just close my eyes. And I just thought that if I go over to sleep in this, I'll wake up back in this reality. That's the only way I could, I, I could think I could get out of it. So I decided to lie down the, on, this, on a red beach. And I decided to lie right down beside his, like this, the guy's futuristic hut. But it was weird because it was these like red curtains on the side of his hut, which were blown. And I can remember when I was lying down on the beach, I could feel the wind in my face, and I could feel the sun on my face. And I, but I could also like feel the curtains brushing past us while I was lying on the beach, underneath his beach hut, which is really interesting. Wow. And 
at the time, I started getting more anxious because I was trying to fall asleep within that world. Yeah. But all I could hear was people talking, and there was these girls in the corner, in the, in the, there was these girls, and they were chatting, and it was getting us really frustrated because I was thinking to me, I just want to go back to sleep, and I can't go to sleep because all I can hear is all these people talking. So I was just getting more and more frustrated, and I just said to myself, I said, Dan, just breathe, just calm down, just focus on your breath, and you will eventually fall asleep. And it's quite interesting because as soon as I did that and I got in this relaxed state, it was like a switch back to normal reality, which I thought was normal reality anyway. Yeah. So anyway, from there, I woke up in this black and white room in my bedroom. But at the time, thinking back to the dream now, I actually thought that the black and white room was normal reality because I was, I was so scared and I got so anxious that I just didn't know what was normal reality and what wasn't. Yeah. Because it felt like I'd went through like this massive ordeal from the transition between the two worlds that had just completely shut us up. Anyway, I woke up in this black and white room and I was lying there on my, like, where, which I thought was my bedroom and I thought was my bed. Mm-hmm. And I just turned around my left-hand side and my girlfriend was lying next to us in the bed. And I just went, right, I'm back in normal rea- waking reality now. So I put my arm around her, a cuddler. And as I leant in a cuddler, I, like, I, I smelt my girlfriend. And for some reason, it didn't smell like my girlfriend. And yeah. that instantaneously, that was like a second psychological trigger in that second dream. Yeah. With having the dream within the dream, that I knew that that wasn't, this wasn't right. This wasn't the right reality. Did you actually sit, try and see who it was? It was her. It was my girlfriend. That's the funny thing. That's the interesting thing. It was my girlfriend. But... It, it wasn't. It didn't feel like it. It didn't feel right. Do you understand what I mean? So it was yeah. her body. It was her body. But it wasn't. And you, I just got the sense it wasn't. It wasn't her. Your girlfriend from this reality. Yeah, that's fascinating. That. So that scared us a little bit, and I actually turned around and I lay back down on the um, on the bed, and I did the same method I did in the other one, where I just started breathing and focusing on my breath. And it was weird because I was at this point. I was just thinking in my mind, I'm not going to wake up. I'm not going to wake up at this reality. And I just started getting so scared in my mind. And I was getting more and more anxious as, as this process was going on. And all these thoughts were going through my head. Like, how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to wake up at reality? And the funny thing is, is when I was when I was going through this transition in my time, the only thing I was worrying about at that time was like the, 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 how, how much I was scared in my mind. The only thing I was worrying about was people. Like, I'm going to miss people. Really? I wasn't worrying about anything else. That's the only thing that caught me mind. I was like, I'm going to miss my family. I'm going to miss my friends. And it, that's an interesting conversation there as well. Yeah, it is actually. So, so basically, I eventually did get to a point where I did sort of nod back off in that dream and react. And all of a sudden, it was like I was getting like, um, it was like I was getting sucked between two different worlds. And it was flick all the sides like it's like a tunnel were like flickering its side like flickering like bright flashy lights felt like I was going like super fast through like time wave or a time portal that's the only way I can explain it it's really interesting but the thing is the colours were switching from the black and white room to like this reality like the bright colours wow now obviously at the time your mind just couldn't comprehend it it was just I was just in disbelief you know what I mean yeah, it's only really when you look back after the dream that you can really sit and process the thoughts and what happened. Exactly. So then the interesting thing, all that happened is I just went... <sighs> and I was just lying back in my normal bed. 
Could you move? I could, I, the thing is, right, so the transition is the first. So when I, like I said, I had that <sighs> lying on my bed, and it was like coming out of a cast. <gasps> yeah, I was like that one, right? Yeah, I know you, it was like you, a you, you, you fight it. It was like, like I was getting my first, like, it was like I was being born again in my first, yeah. I was getting that first breath of oxygen in my body. And I was like, oh, thank God for that. It is terrifying, isn't it? And that's what I was like, and I just knew straight away that, I knew at that point I got the sense in my mind that I was back in this normal, in, in this quote unquote normal reality. Yeah. And I just jumped out of bed, which you probably shouldn't really, but I just jumped out so excited at the time and scared as well that I just jumped out of bed. What time was it? I don't know, to be honest, I lost sense of time completely. Was it still dark or was it morning? It was light when I woke up. Oh, right. Um, and I literally just ran up, ran up the bed, oh, yeah, ran out of bed, and I went and got my journal, and I just literally wrote, like, wrote down every single thing I could remember, and I could remember a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> when the dream figure, like, said the nature of this reality is not what we seem, what do you think you meant by that? See, this is really interesting because I've I've tried to wrap my head around this, and I still I still don't think I fully my mind can't comprehend it because it's, if you do think about this question yourself, there's so many different like angles it could go. But the point I, the point I'm at now and how I've tried to decipher my mind is I think that the dream figure meant that it's something that I've been questioning a lot in my life lately as well. What is the nature of this reality even? But I actually honestly think that he he was talking about that. That everything we see and perceive and believe is just an illusion. That's right. what I maybe think he was saying. Maybe every this is what the sense I got that every building, every tree, every cloud, and every blade of grass maybe just be an illusion in our own minds. And I know that we've had this conversation before. How, and this is going deep. How maybe even you. Or I might just be an illusion of your mind, and you might just be an illusion of my mind. And we've had—I know we've had this discussion before, which is it sends you down this tangent in your mind, which yeah. is—it can be scary, but it's interesting to talk about. So, what do you think about that? Maybe, maybe I'm an illusion of your mind, your illusion of my mind. Maybe this podcast is just an illusion of someone else's mind. I was actually thinking the exact same thing, uh, and I was thinking, what would happen if I just told Dan? I'm just dreaming you right now. And then I started flying around the room. <laughs> Maybe if you do have that feeling in your head where you think this this room that we're in now is a dream and you do fully 100% believe it in your body, what if it just dissolves? <laughs> oh, is it crazy? Could what you do going into that like, depth, that depth of your mind where you actually behold... I wonder if you could go so far into your own mind right now that you could actually change this reality. Not believing that this reality is all stiff and stagnant, but actually visually, completely mentally change this environment just through your, just by going deep into your mind, just like a dream. Have you seen the film uh, Divergent? No, I haven't actually. You'll have to say that, it's really interesting. But basically, that's quite a similar situation, what you just said there. So they're all in this in the film. They're all like faced with these certain like um, psychological um, stimulations, mm-hmm. and only when they overcome like the challenges that they get faced faced, the simulation starts to disappear. Wow, which is interesting, and that's the same concept of what the, what happens is within the 
within these psychological simulations that's set up for the for the people in the film yeah. is when they realise that they are actually in a dream or sorry in a simulation that's when everything starts dissolving and just everything starts disappearing that just goes to show then doesn't it well that, that's it's a, it's a bit like the Matrix isn't it when you start seeing the you start what, seeing through the when Neo starts just seeing the energy yeah yeah, yeah that is fascinating it, it, is, it is interesting isn't it you know what it reminded me of as well though it reminds me of the process what I call anyway of the, the process of waking up in this reality yeah. and what I mean by that is this, you know when you walk around sometimes during the day and you have these senses where you look, you're completely looking at the world differently yeah and to be honest with you I'm getting that more and more every single day where I could just be walking down the street and I'm just looking at like everything differently and I'm questioning everything differently I look at the trees differently I look at other people's like humans reactions differently and I'm just questioning everything. Do you ever get days like that where you're walking down the street thinking that? Yeah, I, nearly every day. I, I always question. Mm-hmm. I always go into questions. But it's... Like, even some questions, though, like, they'll go back to, like, trivial things. Like, what's this? Like, what is even this in my life? What, what's this pur- What's the purpose of even seeing this in my life? Yeah, yeah. And then you've got to think, maybe that's just happens to be a part of it it's interesting to me because you maybe see, maybe not everything has a purpose but maybe 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 it's interesting <laughs> because the fact I think the fact that you're the fact that we're seeing that and the fact that we're seeking is the fact that we're meant to be seeking yeah and that's interesting but even asking the questions is seeking and that's powerful I know and it's it's also scary as well because it makes you realise if you do go down that tangent you start thinking too far you can go. You can like go mental. Like if we didn't have conversations, like me and you, to have these conversations, yeah. you were just having these in your mind by yourself. You would think that you were going crazy. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to process it all. I know you cannot. Just imagine if here's a scenario. Just imagine if this if this world. I mean, we are going to get to a point now in time where we can create a virtual reality. But we are nearly there now. Where it's, it's not like on the level of what life looks like now. Mm-hmm. But if we got so advanced, we could create a virtual reality like this. It's, po- it's certainly possible. Imagine if, like, an advanced civilization, right, did get to a point in time where they've, like, solved every single mystery, every challenge, every disease, every problem. I was thinking, like, how boring would that be? How boring would that be? So then that got me thinking. So then maybe if they did create a situation like that, maybe they would create a world very similar to what we're experiencing now. Yeah, it is an interesting concept. Have you ever seen the film The Time Machine? I haven't. Right, it's from the the sixties, or it might be even earlier. I'm not too sure. It's the old version of the film, The Time Machine. But anyway, he goes to all these different periods in time and existence, and then near the end of the film, there's a malfunction, and he goes all the way to the future, uh-huh. right to the far end, and he just sees civilization is like, it's just um, so simple. Everyone's just like. Everyone's just lovely people uh-huh. and just happy and content. And he's asking, "Where's the libraries? Where's the books? Where's the greatness? Where's the where's the incredible um, things in this generation?" And there was, "Oh, we have books." And she actually takes him to the library, and he's fascinated by it. And he wants to read all these books, and he's, so they go to the library, and she go, and he just picks up the books, and they just dissolve in his hands. They just like turn to dust. And he's just grabbing all these books and he's so angry with that because it's like you've ruined like decades of like knowledge and worth. And she goes, um, 
we don't need them. And they already live in a peaceful, beautiful society yeah, yeah. that didn't need all the knowledge. And what was fascinating to me is that he eventually like, comes to terms with it. So many other things happen as well. But eventually he comes to terms with it. And when he fixes the time machine, he goes back to his normal time. He goes and talks to the, um, the other scientists who he was discussing the whole project with in the first place. And he goes, um, well, they start talking and the scientists, the other scientists leave. But he, you get a feeling that he didn't want to be there no more. So the next time you go in, he goes, um, one of the old scientists who was walking out turns around and he sees the time machine's gone. He sees a loud noise, the time machine's gone. And the um, other scientist goes all the way back to the future again. That's where he wants to live. Wow. So that says to me as well that he was... You've got to watch that film. That says, to me that, that, film. That says to me that he was so out of his comfort zone. And he he had this... It seems to me that's like an addiction. That's like an addiction that we've got now in this reality. So if you go... And I'm just, it's, that's just sprung in my mind. But you know, if we go into, into the woods and you go into nature, you will have some people who go into nature and they constantly... You're constantly worried about the phone and they constantly need to come back to the normal weight of reality just in case they miss anything. And that, that, that's what it seems to me like what his process was. Something else when you said that story that I want to see is maybe if we, maybe if you did go right back, this is interesting, this, I've thought about this. And I want, to, I want to touch on this on another podcast as well to go deeper. But it's fascinating to me what would actually happen if you went back in a time machine, let's say you could, and you went all the way back to the, like, to the, to the start, to the start of whatever it is. Like what would happen? I was thinking maybe the time machine itself would just dissolve. Yeah, you wouldn't even you wouldn't be there at all because you went back so far in time. There's just nothing. <laughs> it's that's fascinating. When you go into so the realms of nothingness, <laughs> exactly. I want to ask you this, I'm not, and I'm not going to lie about this. I've actually been thinking about this, right? And I've been thinking about my mind. But what does being awake mean to you? I think it means really exploring this reality for what it's got. For what honestly is here is more beautiful than I believe I can ever think of in my own mind. And like, you know when you were talking through your dream and how many different realities and levels there are? Well, if you just think of that in the, in the process of your imagination going into the depths of your mind, into your imagination, like it's incredible what you can think of. But when you really be awake, this will take you through so many different levels of the game. Like you can feel a blade of grass under your feet. You can touch it, you can smell it, you can just pick it up and you can feel the moisture from the air in it. You can look up and you can see the sky will take you to a different reality. You can go into the garage and you'll see a different reality completely. You might see cobwebs, you might see you might see dust mites and everything. You might you pour yeah, there's no cobwebs in there. <laughs> Except on all them barbells and that. <laughs> but like no, you could be transfixed into so many different worlds at this point in just being awake. If you really open your your eyes and just embrace it, there is so many fascinating things and you think and I actually think could my mind conjure up all this in a dream, in imagination? And I think like I don't know. I, I that's know. so fascinating. It is fascinating because it seems to me that if this is a dream or if it's not a dream 
this reality and the dream world, it seems to be, it's like an un- unmappable world to me. That's what it seems like. It's unmappable. We're not going to be able to cover every single blade of grass. We're not going to be able to envision every single like wisp of cloud. We're not going to be able to like experience every single drop of rainfall on our face. We're not going to be able to even experience every single drop of sunshine. This world is the unmappable world. It will not, we'll not be able to cover every single distance on this planet with our feet. We'll not even be able to cover every single distance probably in the spaceship on this ship, a spaceship on this air planet. It makes you think, no, how, how, can, how can you just think of this world as like an imagination? Because it's so profound beyond anything. But to, the thing is, though, I mean, I can though, because to go back to the example of the dream that I had, that reality was no different to this one. It was no different. When I actually realised that I was in a dream and I used the psychological trigger of my hands and I, like I said before, I had that switch in my mind, the conversation that I was having with that guy was no different than the conversation I'm having with you now. Wow. It was no different. The only thing in my mind that I thought, I perceived in my mind that, that was, I was in a dream. So was there parts of that dream where you didn't think you were in a dream? It's weird because I knew I, knew I was in a dream which that's an, it's an, that's an interesting spin as well because I knew I was in a dream. Maybe only because my rational mind, the only way to rationalise that reality was telling us I'm in a dream. So how would you rationalise but, but, but Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. I can't. I can't rationalise this reality compared to that one because them two realities were no different. And that's why I can't rationalise it. So I can't really give you an answer for that because I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I really don't know. And that was a good question. I really don't know the difference between the two. Because it didn't feel any different. Which is really interesting. So Dan, what does like being awake mean to you? So like you said, I'm not going to lie, I've definitely been thinking about this in my mind. Because I wanted to ask you that question. <laughs> but it's interesting because three things came to my mind what I try to think of what being awake means, really deep down means to me. So the first one was when I was travelling around the Greek islands a few months back, right? It seemed to me that all these people living on that Greek island, it seemed to me they were so happy. And it seemed to me they, had, they didn't have many problems and they didn't, they, didn't have, it, they didn't have much. They were just like living off the... The majority of them were just living off their own like crops that were grown, their own vegetables. And it seemed to me that 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 lifestyle that they were living was so much more relaxed to the lifestyle that we're living. Mm. And I really feel that, just to speak on my own behalf, I can't really speak on yours or anyone else, it seems to me that we haven't really got that living in the UK. Well, a simplistic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that, in my mind, to be honest with myself, if I really deep down wanted that, I don't think I could have it in here, in this in this in in the UK. I really don't think I'd have that simplistic lifestyle. Just because the way the everything's set up currently. Everything's, so, everything's so reliant on fast paced. It's you, 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 well, you like you like you said before, you can create your own reality. I don't think it matters where you are. But I think you, you can create your own reality. And if you wanted a, a more minimalistic lifestyle, you could have that wherever you want in my mind. Uh, it is it is I like I like that. I do, I've never thought of that. Because you are the creator of this reality. But maybe I just haven't found that answer you, in this in this part oh, in this part of the world. From what you yeah. were telling me there, 
you sound like the UK creates your lifestyle. Yeah. The UK creates your identity. Yeah, yeah. And that's an interesting concept because it's like you were limited to the belief that you were controlled by a government. Yeah. Whereas I don't feel controlled by a government. The, the thing is, though, I actually, it it does. It, like, you're right, it, it only comes back down to myself. Mm-hmm. And maybe I haven't <clears> got control of that part of my brain yet because there's still, there's still that fear and there's still all that crap in my mind saying, you can't do that. And that's a problem that I need to solve. I think too many people think they have the answer. And I think when you look at the, like, thinking, I have the, all the answers, I have all the answers, I know all the questions. Do they really... Because they know, because they have access to Google, think they have all the answers. See, I think we have got all the access to the answers, but I don't believe all the answers are on Google. I believe all the answers within ourselves. Yeah, but it's just a case of finding them. It's just a case of finding them, and like I say, I'm on a journey. I haven't found all the answers myself. So when I said that story about the Greek people, that was a trait that I was realizing in them that they're more, they seem more happy than the lifestyle that I'm living here. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's something that I've got to try and figure out myself but that was just some of that thought of anyway of that example mm-hmm. and the second the, the second thing what made me realise what being awake meant was I've told you this story before and I've said it on the podcast was remember when I told you about the guy who was picking up litter on the beach yeah yeah it's interesting because he seemed to be just doing that for the love of his heart yeah yeah it seemed like he was some people just want to give back to this world that's an interesting thing and, like, and that's a beautiful thing it's so, and if that is their simplistic lifestyle that's perfect because exactly. they've found happiness in it and that's one that's my second thing but the third thing as well that came to my mind as well when I was thinking about this was and to be honest I had to go it, I have to go all the way back to the start of my dream as well mm-hmm. because I'm not going to lie the dream was so exciting and it was amazing it was amazing to experience it but I also it was so I got so scared by it, and it really did scare us, and it made us realise I was actually thinking back when I was scared. I actually thought to myself, what was I thinking about in the dream when I was scared? And I wasn't thinking about money, I wasn't thinking about the podcast, I wasn't thinking about any materialistic object. The only thing I was thinking of was other human beings. Wow. Every single time, that's all I was thinking of was thinking of like family. And my close friends, that's all I was thinking of. In tying all them three things that I said as well, tying them all together, right? And the main aspect of being awake is understanding what's important. That's a really good answer. And I felt that the Greeks knew that. The guy on the beach knew that. And I realised that in my dream. Wow, that's an absolutely powerful, powerful point. And I think that's a good note to leave the podcast on. Sure is. <laughs> I think as well, guys, I think we, me and Dan, we love hearing other people's dreams because we think it's so powerful and it makes a big connection. Just like Dan's dream made a connection to him. We'd love to hear your dreams as well. So if you have an incredible story about your lucid dream, just get in touch. Just let, We'd love to hear it. Even as well, just any other experiences that you've had where you're just walking around, like we were explaining before about where walking around and normal waking reality. We'd love to just hear what your experiences are, that and what's going through your minds when you're thinking of like looking at the world differently.
But as well, just before we wrap this podcast as well, I just wanted to say, I know in this podcast we've actually, it's been a lot about my dream and what I experienced and I, I felt at the time it was just so important so I just had to share it with you guys. But in the next couple of next couple of weeks we've got some absolute amazing guests oh, lined up. Mind blown. Mind blown. Next week we're gonna be back off another guest. And we're not gonna we're not gonna let that cat out of the bag what guest it is, but I promise you guys it's a uh, it's an epic guest and it's gonna be an epic podcast. Coming up in the future as well, which we, me and Chris have both worked very hard on. We're doing a three-part special episode for amazing guests. It's going to be called The Past, The Now, and The Future. In the last episode, on the future, it's going to be a special, special episode because it's going to be, it's going to be four people all throwing down information about the future. And we're not going to tell you who it is, but you just have to wait and see. <laughs> it's going to be powerful. Anyways guys, thank you again for listening. Peace and love. Peace and love everyone.